prayed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I hope someone can hear me. Amen. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining the session this morning. Um, before we start our day, and for those of us that are on our way to work, our place of business already, I just want to share a few words with you in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I share your word this morning, speak through me in the name of Jesus Christ. Open the heart of your people to receive. Open, let their, let their hearts be flooded with light this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, whoever is waiting on you, Lord, renew their strength that they will not be weary. They will not, they will not get tired. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I don't really have a topic per se. Like I said, it's a word of encouragement. It's the last day in in January, 31st January. So one of the things I like to tell you all is that God is too faithful to fail. Right? God is too faithful to fail. And God is working part time. That all things are working together for your good. So, this is it here. Do not worry. Don't worry. Sincerely, don't worry. When you worry, it separates you and I from God. Do not worry. So, um, I think on Saturday night, I was, I was, um, this song just, just, you know, came to me, which is, um, Jesus is taking care of me by Moses Bliss. So as I played that song, I just remembered, I, I thought about the goodness of God upon my life at that time. In January 2021, I I didn't have I, I was having accommodation issues, so I didn't know where I was going to move to because I wasn't hearing God say to me, "Oh, okay, start finding house outside the estate where you are currently." Start telling agents. I did not hear anything, but I was just concerned that where would be the next house for me to stay? Who would accept my mode of payment? I don't even have full rent. To give landlord, her God, let me find favor. So each time I pray, the next minute or when I'm at work, I was working then, I will still be worried. I will be worried. You will know that this girl, it seems there's something wrong with Adiola. Adiola is not the same, you know, person she she was when she's coming to work i feel that there, there was a burden it was a burden on me because man i don't know how i was going to do it don't forget i was praying but i will go back and be worrying it's like i pray to god and i want to find solution by myself you know even if he's talking to somebody go here go there 
of course i made inquiries i met some people and they said oh no we see that you really need this accommodation but you know what we want you to pay money straight up i went to meet another person elderly people the woman was she called me she said ah my daughter i love you so much but you know me and my husband we want somebody that will pay full rent ah i said god where would i turn to again in this estate so there was a friend of mine as a security guard is a christian so each time I, I share my testimonies with him and then he shares his with me so we, we were encouraging each other whenever i tell him ah, i've not seen a place yet to oh, please find a place for me oh. within that week that week that last week in january 2021 they changed his position from main gate to another road you know this estate now they have road one road two so they changed him to road five so that road five where they placed him, someone that needed another person in her apartment because they shared apartment, saw him and said, hi, I've been looking for you. Please, oh, my room is vacant. Help me find somebody. And he said, ah, I have somebody, but the person doesn't have money to pay you immediately. The person was, she was interested in seeing who this person was due to the fact that this security man already, you know, told her, I'm a good person and this and that. Before I continue, you know, when we see people that are security guards, may guard, we are not kind to them. We, we, we treat people like, some of us treat people like they do not matter. And you see, it's those people that will actually open that big door for you. They will recommend you. I just want to say, be kind to people. Be kind. Just be kind. If David wasn't kind to that servant, he saw when, when David, when, when um, this particular king, he, they, 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 they took all David's properties, their wife, everything was taken away from them. As they were searching around, the, how can we get these people? David saw that servant and said, ah, bring him water, bring him food. And the servant began to talk. That was what led to David's victory. So back to what I was saying. So this man then introduced me to the person. He said, oh, let me see you. I saw her, explained to her how I was going to pay and everything. And she just looked at me and said, can you move him this night? I don't, I did not even, I didn't have any money not receive salary even if i receive salary i already place it on the altar of god and say okay god this is my first fruit i'm giving all to you i don't know how i'm going to get i don't know but i just know that you will provide for me because that was what i had on to i, I had a word too that says god will provide and i kept on confessing it i'll confess that word if i get home in the night i'll cry i'll confess so but really god came through for me in all of this i moved into that apartment february 6th god came through for me in all essence he was making plans so that i will not stress myself i will not go and meet another person again and the person will tell me no god was doing it so that he alone would take all the glory do not worry I will care for you. I'm sure Isaac was concerned when they got to the place God told Abraham to go to and kill his son. And Isaac asked and said, where is the animal for sacrifice? Where is it? 
And Abraham's response was, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will take care of it. The Lord will provide. So it doesn't, you know, when, when you pray, don't go back and start worrying. Don't go back and start worrying. This I'm sharing with you all. I put it up on my WhatsApp story on Saturday. I don't, in fact, I wanted to stop writing. But the Holy Spirit kept on telling me, write this, write this, write this. And as I was writing, words were coming out. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you. The plans of good, not of evil, to give you an expected end. He said it. We confess these things, but we go back again and worry. As I wrote these things, a lot of people, I said, if you need me to pray with you, call me. They did. And I started praying. They did not have to tell me, oh, this is the area I needed help. But the Holy Spirit was directing me to pray for them. The word of God says, if you being fathers can give your, know how to give your children good gifts, how much more your heavenly fathers, your heavenly father, sorry. Can you ask for snake and it will give, uh, can you ask for fish and it will give you snake? Can you ask for bread and the Lord will give you stone? No, no, he's a good, good father. Yes. God takes time because he wants to come big. He doesn't want to come your own plan because he said exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could think. Is almighty God. So you don't expect him to come small when he wants to come for you. Stop worrying. Worry separates you from God. It's quite difficult. And believe me, you, those people I prayed for, they were depressed. I have a friend. She cries day in, day out. And I tell her that the more you are crying, the more you are actually, God is far away from you. The more you are, you, you are worrying, God is far away from you. He will take care of you. He wants to come in his own way, not your own way, not, not how you plan, not, not, not all the plans you have, but his own plans. I want to encourage us to trust in the Lord our God. Trust in the Lord your God. The Bible says those who do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. In Psalms, he said, those who put their trust in God will not lack anything good. Anything good. Stay on God's word. Study the word. See, you don't even have to read the whole of the chapter. Pick one. If it is one verse you are just meditating on, the Lord is my light and my salvation, I will not fear. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my deliverer. Ah, stay on it. Stay on that word. Be on that word. Be encouraged. In fact, when the worry wants to start, you want to start worrying or entering into that mood of depression, start playing songs. What's your phone for? 
it's not just to put up um, mimes or skits on your whatsapp story so that people will think all is well but all is not well but the one that will give you everlasting peace put everlasting peace and joy put up songs christian songs be in the mood of worship be in the mood of praise god will come through for you do not worry do not worry worry separates you from god the bible says that do not be anxious for anything but with thanksgiving prayer and supplication make your request known unto god thanksgiving prayer supplication make your request known unto god thanksgiving opens room for more thanksgiving thanksgiving god is too faithful to fail he says it's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him is a rewarder he rewards he rewards everything you are doing your labor of love your sacrifices the encouragement you are giving to others yes it is good don't waste your pain don't waste your pain let other people draw strength from you don't waste your pain don't don't waste your pain something happened in my business in december and i was down i was so down but i kept on saying the lord compensates the lord compensates i will not worry while i sorted out the clients someone else recommended me and the person called immediately paid for service that was enough for me to sort out every other need that was in front of me it didn't stop there i got a new other new clients that you know everything got sorted it out even in this january this january is, is the best for me I know other months will surpass it because God says he will do exceedingly abundantly. There's more to come. So do not worry. God did not create you to worry. Leave everything at his feet. Hold on to his word. Be on his word. He said it is a covenant keeping God. He said it he will perform it. He will do it. He never fails. And I and I pray for you that this week that we are in you will sing truly and say see what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done in every area of your life. I decree in the name of Jesus that which is making you depressed is broken. Every spirit of depression is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the garment of grace. Receive the oil of gladness in the name of Jesus. Return with testimonies this week in Jesus mighty name. Return with testimonies. Receive direction where you need direction. The light of God shines on your path. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, when many are saying there's a casting down for you, they shall be a lifting up because God is on your side. Stay on his word, brothers and sisters. God bless you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Adiola, God bless you. Thank you for that word. It's very, very encouraging and it's very needed. Thank you so much. Um, I want to um, quickly share something. Um, I want to also encourage you in the mighty name of Jesus that's... Um, you see this testimony that Adiola shared. I did not. Um, I didn't come in on time, so I didn't hear the full testimony. Um, version to you guys. But one one or one part of it I want to um, add is that um, number one, she stepped out in faith. She said that she stepped out in faith. Number two, don't think that anything is too big for you to take on. If the Lord is leading you to take it on, I want to add that to you. And don't be uh, don't be afraid of uncertainty. Don't be afraid of uncertainty. We're going to look at the scripture very quickly. Don't be afraid of the unknown. What is lying ahead? And God, if God tells you to move, if the Spirit of the Lord is telling you to move, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Sometimes what we can't see is usually the thing of fear for us. Is the reason why we are afraid. Because we've not seen the next level of the season. So we start to worry and wonder if God is there. But God is really there. God was in your past. God is in your present. And God is in your future. So when you worry and think that God is not a step ahead of you, that means you don't believe he's in your future. He's right there. All he's doing is waiting for you. Adiola, would you take the next step? Would you take a step with me? Even when you can't see the future unfold, you've not seen it yet unfold, and the picture is a bit blurry, would you walk with me? Would you take the next step with me? That's the question. Even when it seems unclear, even when you don't have anyone cheering you on and everyone thinks that you're making a big mistake, and the decision... Can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? Yes. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, my network tripped off. Okay, so even when it makes no logical sense and everyone is mocking you, and you, it's re at that point, your spirit is down. And you can hear God tell you to take a very radical step of faith. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Move. We're going to look at a scripture in the Bible where someone took a step of faith, even when it did, things were not unclear. All he heard was an instruction to change location. And he did it. And he did it. And not only did provision come for him, it came for the person that God sent him to. 
So sometimes the, 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 the picture is not just about you. You're not the only one in the picture. It's not just you and God. It may be you, God, and others. And until you take that next step, provision will not come for the next person. For instance, when Adiola asked if, I don't know that she mentioned this, when she asked if she could, if she could uh, when we invited her, of course we knew. At, at that point, we had not gotten a clear word of instruction that we were relocating. God had not instructed us. You can imagine. Because the instruction to move from Abuja to Lagos came around the mid of November. And I think we had asked Diola to move into our home at the beginning of November. So God allowed us to bring her into our home. But it was for a reason. And sometimes the reason why those big victories have not come our way is because we are still thinking small. We're still thinking small. I remember um, um, encouraging Adiola, you need to come out to town. But she kept on looking at what she had. That wasn't enough. And I said, no, you need to step out in faith. You need to come out in town. Come out to town. Come into the city. That's where your clients are. And she said, but this is, mama, this is the money I have. I said, no, you need to come out. And I kept on saying it. But it wasn't sinking. Because the problem was looking too big. You see the way the devil, the devil is very tricky. He loves to magnify the problem and minimize the way God is in our eyes. So he makes the problem look bigger than the God we serve. And I kept asking her about places in the city, but nothing was happening. And we had an empty room at the back of my house. And I said, come, okay. I spoke to my husband. I think, I, I believe we prayed about it. And we told her to come to the house. She was even expecting to pay. She said, nothing for now. Just calm her down. We said, don't pay anything for now. Just move in. And she moved in. She moved into the apartment. And a few weeks down, God instructed us to move. And at that point, I was like, oh Lord. This, this instruction would not only affect me, it's going to affect even the lady I am housing now. It's going to affect everyone around me. What's going to happen to the fellowship? What's going to happen to this? And he told me, and he gave me instructions on how to sort the other things out. Why? Because God is not wicked. He's got everything covered. Nothing surprises God. You can't even surprise him. You can't. But you see, Adiola kept on asking me. She said, why? why? I said, there's a reason why you were supposed to come. She kept asking me, why? What is the reason? I said, God will reveal it to you. There's a reason why you came to my house. And on her own, she has declared it. If she had not moved to my house, she may not have been in the heart of the city, the location she is in right now. Her business has taken a turn. Why? She took a very big step of faith. And then I left and left the house. But my, of course, my rent was expired, had expired. So she had to leave. The next step of faith came. Adiola, you need to leave the house. But she hadn't gotten a place. And I knew. And the thing broke my heart. 
that she hadn't gotten a place. But I knew that this is not how to work with God. You can't hold on to the old and expect to, the new to be released. No, that's not how you... The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. I said, pack. I assured her God will sort her out, but she had to pack because this is not the way. I felt so much trouble in my spirits that she was hanging on to the old so much. The new would not come. That's not how God operates. Sometimes he needs you to walk blindly in faith. He said, pack. Don't, don't give up. God will sort you out. God will sort you out. Sometimes then, you really need to close your eyes to those voices that are telling you, nay, nay, nay. For you to hear God. There's something at your last and I want to correct it. Worry will not separate you from God. The Bible says, what can separate us from the love of God? Worry will not separate you. Let me make that clear. That's a correction to what she said. Worry would not separate you from God, but you see, it would distract you from the voice of God. Have you ever been in a thunderstorm and there is thunder? If your sister or your brother or your loved one is speaking to you and the person is not even too far from you, you know you will not hear the person, right? That's what worry does. It's so loud. It's so loud. And remember, the Holy, the, it's not the Holy Spirit that is tearing up worry. So what? who do you think is tearing it up? The devil. And he's very noisy. Worry is like thunder in your head. It's like thunder in your head. God will be speaking to you and you will not hear a thing. God is trying to show you. It's, it's, it's like thunder to your ears. Worry is like thunder to your ears and it's like a blur in your vision. So God is showing you the next level, but you can't see it because there's a fog in between your vision and the picture. You will not see anything clearly. You won't reason clearly. You won't make sound decisions. You'll be worried. You'll be a problem to everyone around you. Why? Because you'll be panicking. You'll be panicky. You'll be angry. You'll be anxious. You're, there's just so much going on around you. You'll be a very bitter person. Sometimes you'll even be angry. It's be irritated. Very short-tempered. Why? You're worried. So worry will stop you from hearing God, but will not separate you from the love of God. And another thing worry does, you see, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Worry brings God displeasure. Why? It's obvious you are not working on faith. So what are you doing? You're displeasing God. So if you like, clean all the chairs in your church, Feed all the orphans on your streets. Give all you have. But if you cannot walk in faith, you are not pleasing him. The more you walk in faith, the more you please God. 
Do you remember when Jesus told the, the young man to sell off everything, sell off everything he owned? Do you know that Jesus was telling him to follow me? You have to walk in faith. That's what the kingdom is all about. Faith. So every time you are counting the coins in your pocket and God tells you to release it, you're not pleasing him. You're displeasing God. You're displeasing him. If you can't walk in faith, you can't walk with God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God is telling you, make that sacrifice, take that bold step of faith and you're asking God, but God, you know, I don't have a house. You know, I don't have a car. How can you tell me to do this? How can you tell me to do this? I don't have a child. What would people say? And he says, take that bold step of faith. But what would they say? Are you more interested in what they will say or what he will say? What Abba will say? Who's, who's, whose validation do you see? Whose approval are you seeking? Who, who do you wish to please? Who should the glory go to? Men or God? I hope this encourages someone. Stop being feeble in your faith. Start moving with God radically. I do other part of things. Of course, we're already making calls. We're looking for how she was going to get it, please. And the funniest thing is that the person who finally gave her a place was like if an estate friend of mine. She used to come to my house. She used to supply me yams in the estates. She lived within the estate. She knew my family very well. Coincidentally, she was the one who took Adiola in. Adiola moved in to her house. At first, we were even looking for a boys' quarters in a smaller apartment within the estate. And God used someone else to connect Adiola and her, Adiola to her. And she moved into Adiola's house, took up a room in her house. So she was living within the house. Months later, Adiola moved out of that estate and she moved into a bigger apartment. Adiola moved, if I had asked Adiola, unmute your mic. If I had asked Diola <clears throat> back then if she could move into the place she is right now, Diola, what would you say? <laughs> we, we just looked at you and say, uh, I'm going to doubt because I'll still be looking at my post. Thank you. I'll still be looking Thank at you. my post. <laughs> because that was a very big step. If God did not bring her out, sometimes God has to do things to you to stop you from looking at yourself. And stop thinking that you are the one that can control life. You don't have that power. You're not that great. You're not that great. So at the point where she had to move and start paying rent in the city was the time where the one that was covering her, God used to cover her because God used me to cover her at that point and give her shelter. I will, he took me out of the city. And she was to fend for herself. And then he showed himself mighty and strong that he is Yahweh. He's the one who provides for her. Jehovah Jireh. He's not, I'm not the one. So if there's anyone here and the Lord has been telling you to do a thing and you are so worried, you need to stop worrying. That's not how to work with God. 
If you like, you can serve and give all you have. You are still not pleasing God because you are not working in faith. And God knows. And let me tell you that, you see, have you ever been to a house where there are dogs? If you start to panic, you know the dog is going to chase you, right? Why? Dogs smell fear. Because when you are afraid, your body releases a hormone that dogs can sense. That is the same way when you are walking in fear. Demons smell fear. When you are walking in fear, your body releases spiritual hormones. They can smell it. They will attack you. Oh, they will mess you up. But when you walk with faith, faith carries a fragrance. I didn't call it a smell. It's a fragrance. It's a very pleasing fragrance. It reaches the heavens. It reaches the throne of God. When one is walking in faith, God can smell it. He knows. And he puts a smile on his face. On his face. Even when you can't see the next level. And you see, with God, all things are, are possible. With man, this may be impossible. But you see, with God, all things are possible. Why? It's got me covered. What's that scripture I sent to the group yesterday evening? Finally, let them... Uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Aha, uh -huh, Psalm 31. But I trust you, Lord, and I claim you as my God. My life is in your hands. You speak his word back to him and continue to walk in faith. And you think that the God who created this world would not bail you out. He won't search you out. What kind of father do you think he is? This is the scripture I want us to take a look at quickly. Well, let's take a look at it quickly. Um, it's the story of Elijah and the ravens. 1 Kings chapter 17. Please open your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings. You can tell yourself this. I will not play it safe with God. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I will not play it safe with God. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and I will not lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I will, I will acknowledge him and he will direct my path. I will not play it safe with God. I will trust him. First Kings chapter 17. I'm going to read this story because it's very important. And yes, oh, I, I said something before I read this scripture. I said something to you all. I said, and sometimes when God makes you uncomfortable and you have to take that step of faith, it doesn't only bring provision for you, it also brings provision for someone else. The lady who has been serving me, who served me for two years, who lived with my family and took care of my child, helped, assisted with taking care of my home, lives with Adiora now. Oh yes, oh yes. So I left the country and God provided accommodation for the one who served me through the person whom I housed. She's not only living with Adiola. Adiola is training her because it's the same industry, the hair industry she has been desiring to go into. So Adiola is her teacher. She's teaching her the word of God. 
she's her teacher when it comes to her field of occupation, her field of business, and she's also the one housing her. She's also a mentor and a guide. She's discipling her. She's right under Adiola's roof. When she, when Adiola was in my house, she used to take food to Diola. Now Diola is providing food for her. Can you see the way the world is? The way God can, life can play out when you walk with God. Can you see the way life can play out? Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. It's not all about you. For instance, for someone who wants to adopt a child, let's say you're believing God for the fruit of the womb and you decide to adopt a child. It's not just about you. Don't you get it? Do you know what it means to take another child into your home? The way you are praying for years for a child, that child has been praying for years for a family. People are believing God for a family. Do you know what it means to have a family? You are, you are so used to that gift that you don't even acknowledge it's a gift. When you bring a child into your home and you adopt a child, it's not just about you. You are fixing a generation that will have been broken, that will have comfort from that child. A generation of rejection and loneliness. It may, hard, it may be hard from at the start, at the very start, when the both of you, you and the child, are trying to get to know each other. But let me tell you, you are not just being, you're not just being blessed when you adopt a child. The child is being blessed by you. Day in, day out, seasons come, seasons go. Christmas comes, Christmas goes, Easter comes. They have no home to go to. They're in the orphanage. Some of them are on the streets. One even happened near my, my former estate, the estate the other was living in. They found a baby on the streets. One of the ladies in the estate took the baby to the police station, did all the documentation. Someone else stated, I want to adopt the child. They, they started the process. Why? The ladies in the estates were crying. Someone gets to abandon their child and so many women are crying to have a child. You know how many women indicated an interest in that baby that was found? That child lacked a mother and so many mothers lack a child. So it's not just about you. Don't you see it? Start taking bold steps of faith. Not only will you get blessed, you will be a blessing in return. You will be a blessing in return. Let's look at this story and see how the two parties got blessed. Um, First Kings chapter 17. Father, please take control of this Bible study. Speak to me. Speak through me. Speak to all of us. May every word that proceeds out of my mouth be better by the Spirit of God and not by flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. First Kings chapter 17, the Bible says, Elijah was, a, I'm sorry, I'm reading the contemporary English version. Someone should please help me um, post the scripture from verse 1 to um, verse 16. Please post it on both groups from verse 1 to verse 16. <laughs> 
In fact, see, matter of fact, I need you all to read the whole chapter. It's very important because it's all linked. Verse one: Elijah was a prophet from um, was a prophet from Tishbe in Gilead. One day he went to King Ahab and said, "I'm a servant of the Living Lord, the God of Israel, and I swear in His name that it won't rain until I say so. There won't even be any dew on the ground." Later, the Lord said to Elijah, "Leave and go across the Jordan River, so you can hide near Kerith Creek. You can drink water from the creek and eat the food I've told the ravens to bring you." Elijah obeyed the Lord and went to live near Kerith Creek. Ravens brought him food. Sorry, ravens brought him bread and meat. I hope I pronounced the creek, the name of the creek well. Ravens brought him bread and meat twice a day, and he drank water from the creek. But after a while, he dried up because there was no rain. Understand that it was God that instructed Elijah there. You see, sometimes. We start to lay roots where God did not tell us to lay roots. My husband and I are very careful about that because we already understand that our family is a family on a mission for God. One can call us missionaries, so we know very clearly that we cannot lay roots where God has not given us approval and permission to lay roots. A lot of believers are doing that. They are like trees; they don't want to be pulled out. So you think that God? So, sometimes God will send you into a place for a season. But you plant roots there. God was providing for Elijah, and He used birds to feed him. You can go and study about the ravens. He used birds to feed Elijah. Even when it did not rain, He provided Elijah. Told him where to stay. Gave him a location for provision. And then God changed the instruction. You see why it's important to inquire of the Lord. Verse five: Elijah obeyed the Lord and went to meet near the creek. Well, let's go to verse eight. The Lord told Elijah, "See, the instruction changed because provision was not going to continue there. Sometimes God wants you to change location. Why? He has stopped the provision there. It's no longer available there. He has moved your provision to a different location. But you say, no, I can't change the job. Why?" Do you know how many years I've been here? Eh? And so what? Is it your is it your grandfather's company? Is it? I don't understand. Why can't you move? Are you a tree? You move at the instruction of the Lord. Where the Lord leads, He protects and He provides. So verse eight, the Lord told Elijah, "Go to the town of Zarephath in Sidon and live there." I've told the widow in that town to give you food. Now let me give you an example. Widows were not working. Widows were one of the poor. They were a very poor class of uh, individuals. They were not rich, but God sent him to a widow's house. One would think, if for instance, let's say you are moving to a new city, and the Lord tells you, Ah, Andrew, I provided for you. He will go to the house of a widow, and I'll feed you. In your mind. In your very mind, you are going to believe. Oh, this must be a very well-to-do widow. She must have abundance. A lie. <laughs> That's not true. You adopt a child, and the child has um, um, health issues, and you're like, God, but you gave me the instruction to adopt the child. Oh yes, 
the provision for health matters was going to come through you. That was the plan all the time. That when you adopt that child that is ill, because in the orphanage, they cannot care for the child that way. That way. But you, he will provide the capacity and the provision for you to provide medical care for that child. Until the child is well. Because the people caring for the child cannot care for the child that way. But you can. You will be emotionally invested in that child. And he has provided the provision for medical care for that child through you. And you're wondering, but God, I thought it was going to be losing. The child is a blessing to you and you're a blessing to the child. But it's true. By, by obedience to ins instruction, the both of you, your hearts will be mended. You're expecting that once I step into the land, this, sometimes for you to eat the milk and honey, you need to dig. And until you pick up the tool and dig, you will see no milk and you will see no honey. But you must obey God's instruction. Can you see that what worry does? God will be telling you what to do next. Pick up the axe. And you're saying, no, Father, there is no wood. Pick up the axe. There is no wood. Like thunder, worry. It's like thunder in your ears. God is telling you, my darling, pick up the axe. Open the cupboard, the axe is there. But you can't hear. Why? You are worried. You are thinking, oh, ha, what's going to happen? There's no warmth. No warmth. Everywhere is cold. But there's a tree before you. Chop the tree and get wood. Burn the wood and you have warmth. But you can't hear. Why? You're not working in faith. You're worried. And then you sit down and you start to will. Why? Never sat still. Be still and know that he is God. Sometimes that's the reason why that season of stillness comes. You are too distracted. You can't even hear him. So he has to make you still. Some people, that job will be taken away from you. You'll be still, you'll be humbled and be still. Then you start to hear God clearly. First, you enter the wilderness period where you seem like, oh God, what's going on? Because you are used to your worry. So you continue to worry until there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> he will take away all the, sometimes go to allow all the luxury to be taken away from you. Is it car? You're worried about my car. Oh, the brake has, I need to work on the brake. Oh, the engine has not. Oh, this one has happened. Okay, the car will go. You can't worry about that anymore. The things you're worrying about will start to reduce. Before you know it, your focus has shifted back to God. Then you start to hear him clearly. That is when you'll be able to come out of that peace. Verse 8, the Lord told Elijah, go to the town of Zarephath and Sidon and live there. I've told the widow in that town to give you food. When Elijah came near the town gates of Zarephath, he saw a widow gathering sticks for a fire. Would you please give, bring a cup of water, he asked. And she left to get it. This is how some of us sow our seeds. We sow from abundance. It's the one we have plenty. That one that we have in excess that we are very willing to give. They tell you, who wants to give the Lord 5,000? Everybody will run. Brrr. Mention anything high. You see Christians in real action. Real action. So Elijah asked her for the one that she had 
in abundance and she was very willing to give very very willing to give that one <coughs> very willing to give that one when elijah came near the town gate of zarephath he saw a widow gathering sticks for a fire would you please bring me a cup of water he asked as she left to go get it he asked would you also bring would you also please bring me a piece of bread the widow answered, in the name of the living Lord, your God, I swear that I don't have any bread. All I have is a handful of flour and a little oil, olive oil. I'm on my way now with these few sticks to cook what I have for my son and me. After that, we will starve to death. Dear believers, let me quickly add share this with you please you don't give from abundance you give from provision stop complaining that you don't have seed to sow mm -mm. you don't give from abundance you give from what god has given you stop looking for the excess to so you can now oh now i can sow no give from the one he has provided hmm? else you will never be a giver you'll always be a taker Let's continue to study God's word. Elijah said, everything will be fine. Some people need to hear this this morning. Everything will be fine. Elijah said, everything will be fine. Do what she said. Go home and pick something for you and your son. But first, he repeated it again. Please make a small piece of bread and bring it to me. The seed is in your hands. Make a small piece of bread and give, bring it to me. Verse 14. The Lord God, God of Israel has promised that your jar of flour won't run out and your bottle of oil won't dry up before he sends rain for the crops. The widow went home and did exactly what Elijah had told her. She and Elijah and her family had enough food for a long time. The Lord kept the promise that his prophet Elijah had made and she did not run out of flour or oil. Let's go to the next um, um, verse. Please, someone should post the, this verse to the end. That's from verse 17 to 24. Several days later, the son of the woman who owned the house got sick. See, it did not stop a provision. This story did not stop a provision. Can you see what God can use you to do? It didn't stop a provision. Several days later, the woman, the son of the woman, the same son she was talking about, the son of the woman who owned the house got sick and he kept getting worse until finally he died. The woman shouted at Elijah, what have I done to you? I thought you were God's prophet. Did you come here to cause the death of my son as a remi reminder that I have sinned against God? Bring me your son, Elijah said. Then he took the boy from her arms and carried him upstairs to the room where he was staying. Elijah laid the boy in his bed and prayed, Lord God, why did you do such a terrible thing to this woman? She's letting me stay here and now you've let her son die. Elijah stretched out over the boy three times while praying, Lord God, bring this boy back to life. The Lord answered Elijah's prayer. I want to ask a question. Why did God answer this prayer? Before we continue, 
Please, why did God answer this prayer? If you can hear me, someone should unmute your mic. Why did God answer this prayer? I think I think it was already in his plans. Uh-huh. I think it was already in his plans. He already oh, knew that something that will happen, nothing, so that's why he needed him there. surprises God, yes. That prayer was a prayer made in faith. Can you see how powerful faith is? God was praying to, um, Elijah was praying to God. He kept declaring, see how short that prayer is. Lord God, bring this boy back to life. That's a declaration of faith. The same way he prayed and it did not rain. He came here again to pray a prayer of faith. What prayers are you praying? Do they carry the fragrance of faith? Elijah stretched himself over, verse 21, Elijah stretched himself out over the boy three times while praying. Lord God, bring this boy back to life. The Lord answered Elijah's prayer and the boy started breathing again. Elijah picked him up and carried him downstairs. He gave the boy to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. You are God's prophet. See, in the end, who did the glory go to? God doesn't joke with his glory. Let him use you. Let him use you. Let him use you. So all men will declare that he's God. Let him use you. Verse 24, you are God's prophets. The woman replied, now I know that you really do speak for the Lord. Someone's faith got revived. Someone's faith got revived. Do you know that if you keep obeying God and his instructions, it will revive the faith of others. Start to obey God today. Stop delaying obedience. Start to move in faith. I do pray that this word brings someone comfort, brings you direction, brings you encouragement, light, brings light in the midst of all the darkness, brings you clarity, edifies your spirits, revives your prayer culture. You start to pray in faith. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you. Amen. I also pray that this word... Amen makes us less selfish and very willing to give from provision and not just abundance, to see the pains of others and to pray prayers of faith, interceding for them in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, amen. I pray that God uses you to spread love, that people, through you, people would know that indeed God is love. They will see what a real Christian is. And they will be led to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Please don't forget that God loves you so much. And don't forget, don't forget to lead the soul to Christ. And never forget who you represent. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.